I want everybody to go home. And I want We don't got no home. Okay. That's why we here. Miss McKinney took Miss Waters came home, we don't go too. Hey folks, this is Frank Reynolds, and this is The Lies People Tell. And that was Mad Maxine Waters reading the room as usual, telling the homeless folk that they need to go home. And as the lady said, we ain't got no home. <laughs> always reading the room, always has her finger on the pulse of her constituency, doesn't she? Oh my God, we are, we are truly led by some of the dumbest people in the world. Mad Maxine, anti Maxine. Oof. She is, she's the one, if everyone will recall, said that we should all get in, uh, any Trump supporters face and just, uh, you know, harass them, chase them out of town. Yeah. Anyway, sounds like she might be getting a little bit of her own medicine. Well, folks, I want to say that, uh, we've had a big week here at the show. Uh, we, and, and I don't know if you've seen it, but if you haven't, please look it up. I was featured on the Tucker Carlson tonight show and, uh, Tucker a few months ago, uh, Tucker and I sat down for a lot, hour long interview for his, uh, Tucker Carlson today show interviewing me about, uh, my book, the lies people tell a, an FBI's agents toolkit for catching liars and cheats. And, uh, discuss the book, discuss detecting the deception. Also talk about my life, a little bit about bureau politics, a wide variety of thing. Had a great conversation, went, uh, probably a little over an hour. Uh, Tucker's a great guy. I mean, he is a, he's a fantastic guy. And I just wanted to play you the uh, clip that he had on his show, uh, this past Friday night and, uh, just give you a taste of the interview that we had. So a few years ago, maybe a decade ago, there was a show on TV called Lie to Me, and the premise was simple. People lie a lot, and when they do lie, they give up what are called tells. Now, it was a fictional show, but the premise is totally real. There are experts, mostly in law enforcement, who study deceptive behavior. Retired FBI agent Frank Reynolds is one of them, and we thought it'd be interesting to spend an hour with him on a brand new episode of Tucker Carlson today to learn how to catch someone in the act of deception. Here's part of the conversation. People lie for a lot of different reasons, and that's where, you know, dis detection, deception, I like to look at it as, I don't try to find where they're lying, because once you start listening to someone and say, oh, I'm a, that's where they lied, you stop listening to everything else, because you're looking for that lie, that aha moment. I like to listen just for deceptive language and different aspects of how people try to deceive. Interesting. There's a little bit of overlap between what you're describing and what we do. Oh, yeah. You know, watching people with power explain why they're doing what they're doing, what they plan to do. And certain words are invariably a, a tell. Oh, yeah. Right. So explain, describe some of the deceptive language that you notice when you're talking to criminal suspects. Well, let's take it from, uh, you know, a bigger, you know, the one over the world type of look. When... When you're looking for someone 
If you're listening to someone and you're trying to determine if deceptive, the first thing I look at is the balance of what they're saying, the balance of the statements. Because a truthful statement, a statement that has veracity, majority of it should be about the topic yes. at hand. Now, in the political world, you listen to any of these politicians talk, they do a lot of double talk, but if they ask the question, they'll answer everything except that <laughs> because they don't want to talk about the real answer. Retired FBI agent Frank Runnels, amazing interview, super interesting and applicable to politics for sure. That interview streaming now on Fox Nation. So there's a taste of uh, what he played on his Friday night show. Please, if you have, you can find the full interview on Fox Nation uh, under the Tucker Carlson Today. And I think he also will post it at his tuckercarlson.com site. Uh, it was an interesting, interesting hour. And uh, we talked about a lot of different things. Tucker is exactly what you see on TV every night is what he is in real life. He is a brilliant, he's upbeat, he's funny, he's irreverent, he's a super good listener and a really good interviewer and just a genuinely nice guy. And I can't say enough good things about him because the fact that the guy with the biggest cable news show on, you know, right now is willing to take a guy that pretty much no one's ever heard of and, uh, give him a whole hour to talk about a project of his is pretty amazing. And it speaks to the type of person he is, because I can tell you being in this world and trying to get a little foothold in this world of, uh, communications and media and, and the entertainment, if you will, it's dead gone, uh, impossible to get someone to give you the time of day. If you're not some big, well-known name, forget it. They're, they're not going to give you any, any time on their show. They're not going to talk to you. They're not going to come on your show. And the fact that I reached out to Tucker and just said, Hey, I got this book. Here's the premise of the book. I think you would like it. I'd like to send you a copy. He immediately comes back after, you know, reading what the book is about and saying, you know, I, I would like to interview about you about it. And he does that. He has a lot of different people on his show that no one's ever heard of because he wants to find interesting people to give them a forum and actually give them a leg up and try to help them. And I wish more people in this industry did the same thing. So if you get a chance, look this up. It's, uh, it's on the Fox nation is no, it's called the episode is called lies and deception. And, uh, I think, I think you'll enjoy it. It was a, it was a fun time. Uh, and I cannot say enough good things about, uh, Tucker Carlson and his group down there. They treated me like a King and, uh, it made it very easy to do. So thank you very much. Now enough with, uh, uh pimping my stuff. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about things going on and man, has things been going on? So. We got the Russian invasion. We got Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and uh, all kinds of different crazy things going on. You got the don't say gay bill down in Florida. You got DeSantis, who's just a beast down there and uh, taking it to Disney. The, the world has gone crazy. So but I wanted to play you a couple of little clips here about, you know, how crazy the world is. And the first one is, is you know, Biden... Pretty much, 
He's like the opposite of the Midas touch. Everything Midas would touch would turn to gold. Biden's pretty much the other way. Anything he touches, he turns it into lead. This guy really, he, he just really, really bad at everything. So he made a bunch of, uh, verbal gaffes, uh, if you will. And, uh, you know, he said some crazy things while he was over meeting with NATO and, you know, then he, you know, says, no, no, I didn't say any of those things. So I want to go through a couple of these things, but one of the first things he talked about is the food shortage. And I don't know if you've heard this, uh, but there's going to be a food shortage according to Biden. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Right. <laughs> so he's saying we're going to have food shortages. Well, one of the things that a lot of people do not know is most of the fertilizer that farmers use to grow crops comes from Russia and Russia's basically put a sanction on sending fertilizer to the United States. Consequently, there's a shortage of fertilizer and basic economics, something that the Democrats and Biden don't understand. AOC definitely doesn't understand, but basic economics says if you got a shortage of something, it's going to cost more. So right now fertilizer, the price of fertilizer has gone through the roof. Which means not only is there a shortage, so you can't grow as much, but what you grow is going to cost you a lot more to grow, which means everybody's going to pay more at the grocery store to, to eat. What are we, this sounds like uh, Russia 1972 where there's food shortages and you had to stand in food lines. You had to stand in line to get a roll of toilet paper you would have three of pa- uh, families living in one apartment. That sounds like kind of what the Biden's plan is, is to take us back to Russia in 1972, or maybe this is Bernie Sanders plan that Biden's implementing. I don't know. This is nuts. You know, when, when did you ever think in the land of the free home of the brave, the land of plenty, the breadbasket of the world that we would have food shortages. This is, uh, this is troubling, but he didn't stop there. He decided to talk about the, the troops that, uh, were overseas. He was addressing the 82nd airborne and you can only imagine what those troopies thought like, good Lord. We got my great grandfather here mumbling and stumbling around and, uh, anyway, so, you know, this is, this is what we got. And you're going to see when you're there, and some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. So correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds a whole lot like he's saying the troops are going to be in Ukraine because he makes reference to Seeing the women fighting there, the people fighting on the ground, standing their ground, not giving up their territory, standing in front of tanks, this whole nine yards. Now, remember what he said and how he said that, because he's going to contradict himself here in just a moment. So Peter Ducey 
asked him for clarification after, you know, he'd made all these gaffes overseas. I want you to listen to a little bit of what he has to say. And he basically lies to the, the American public and Ducey about what he said. Thank you. Thank you very much. I know you're going to ask a really nice question. Well, it's, it's an important question. No. He really dislikes Ducey a lot. I think. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three occurred. Now, we know it did. (laughs) We've all heard the clips. Is that, oh, none of the three occurred. Really? So we're stupid, you know, and we're not supposed to believe our own lying ears, I guess, because uh, he said, oh, I didn't say that. None of the three. Occurred. None of the three. Mr. President, you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We we're talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. Now, did it sound like he was talking about the, the Ukrainian troops in Poland? When he says, you'll see women standing in front of tanks and not giving up their ground, not giving her. So are they standing in front of tanks in Poland? Are they trying to run them over in Poland? And what ground are they not going to give up? What territory are they not going to give up in Poland? It's obvious he was referring to Ukraine and it's obvious he has no idea what he was talking about when he was talking, he was just talking like every blowhard politician, grandpa, old man, hey, look at me, I'm tough because he's around a bunch of young warriors. He was just spouting off, and now he's been called on it. That's with the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to I was see referring this. to with beating with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops that were in Poland. Is that what it sounded like? I don't think so. When you said a chemical weapon used by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Hey, punk, I'm not telling you. Why would I tell you? You got to be silly. Yeah, why would I tell you? You got to be silly. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. What are you, stupid? The world wants to know. The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. Tough toenails, right? That's what he says. Too bad for them. No one's going to know. By golly, I'm not telling anybody because they haven't told me yet, so I can't tell you or the world because the reality is that somebody is running the show, but I don't think it's Joe Biden. I think he is a guy that's just sort of out there floating around talking to things. And I, I was listening to a, uh, a person on another show, another podcast. And I think, I think he may have summed it up uh, really well. He says, I think that Joe Biden and his handlers are in these meetings 
and Joe's handlers are making all these uh, statements and discussions, and he's sort of half there listening, half daydreaming about, you know, putting pops and watching Matlocks in, you know, and, uh, you know, murder she wrote. And he sort of just picks up little snippets and, uh, then he goes out and they say, okay, you got to talk to the, you know, the press or you got to speak to, to the folks don't say this. And the only thing he knows is what he kind of heard. So he spouts off half the stuff they've already told him. Don't say he forgets. They said, don't say it. They just, he says it. He thinks, you know what I mean? He's the smartest guy around. So somebody in some meeting probably said, well, you know, I mean, if we sent the troops to Ukraine or whatever, that's the only part he remembers. Now he doesn't remember that probably someone said, well, we can't send him to Ukraine because you know, uh, the, you know, NATO invading a non-NATO country to fight the Russians probably is not a good idea. Someone probably said if they'd set off, uh, you know, chemical weapons, we should reply in kind and. Somebody probably said, well, we can't do that. And he didn't hear that part. He just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. We'd reply in kind because that's a tough guy move on his part. Honestly, you know, if this guy doesn't stumble us into World War III, we will all be extremely lucky because I don't, I, you know, I don't believe this guy has got, uh, the facilities, the faculties, the ability to get us through this uh, left to his own devices. And that's why I really think the more I look at it, and last week I talked about how there, you know, it appears that they may be setting up his eventual removal or at least his him stepping down because they're really pushing the Hunter Biden laptop thing, and that's even becoming more of a louder chorus amongst all the left-wing left-wing media. Uh, you have the New York Times, Washington Post, and all three of the CNN, MSDNC, and uh, Bloomberg, whatever, all talking about the laptop openly and saying, "Yeah, it was real." Turns out everything they they said claimed was real. And Joe Biden, the, the evidence shows that Joe Biden was in the middle of this whole racket of where they were bringing in foreign money using Hunter as the bag man. I really think that they may be looking to to go ahead and push this guy out the door. Obama, who is running the show, is saying he's become such a liability, it's time to get him out of there. And reality, if, if they put Kamala, and I know everybody says, oh, my God, then we'd have Kamala. Really, would she be any worse? I really don't think she would be, uh, I, you know, she, she's as dumb as a stump, but she's compliant and she's complacent and she'll do what she's told and she'll mutter on and whatever. And, you know, I think they understand that 2024 is lost regardless. 2022 is definitely lost to Democrats. They probably think 2024 is lost. So. They don't care if they put Kamala up because they know she won't win. Biden is not running for a second term. And what other person do they have to run on a Democrat ticket as uh, the presidential can you know candidate? They they don't have a bench. They have nobody. So I think they're looking around saying, eh, this is a throwaway election anyway. So I think if they put Kamala in there, you know, she's just a sacrificial lamb. Who knows? Anyway, so 
the other big thing that happened was Will Sla- Will Smith, you know, assaulted Chris Rock over a minor statement, a joke, a dumb joke, not even a really good joke about Jada Smith or Jada Pinkett Smith's haircut. She has a buzz cut and, uh, you know, she has, uh, I can't even think of the name of the, the condition, some sort of medical condition where, you know, her hair falls out And it. I guess it turns out it's fairly common. A lot of people have, it, especially a lot of women. And it's certainly not, you know, it's not a deadly virus. It's not the end of the world, but it's not fun. And no one wants to have, uh, the, you know, your hair falling out in clumps. So she shaved her head and he made a joke that, you know, he's looking forward to the, the, uh, GI Jane two movie that, uh, Jada is going to star in because in the original with Demi Moore, terrible movie, crappy movie from the nineties, Demi had her head shaved just like Jada. Not a great, uh, not a great, uh, joke, but yeah, you know, harmless. So Will Smith gets up and slaps him. Well, that created a whole fear. And then they, they, then Will Smith then wins the, uh, uh, actor, you know, best actor category for his portrayal of Richard Williams, the father of uh, Venus and Serena Williams in King Richard. And for all accounts, I hear it's a great movie. And, and when I get a chance, I'll probably watch it because I really don't care what these guys do. They they mean nothing to me. But I talk about it because because O.J. Simpson, or a guy playing O.J. Simpson at least, was interviewed on uh, uh, Saturday Night Live concerning what he uh, thought of the slap around the world, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. So let's take a listen to that. Last week's altercation between Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars seemed to have divided Hollywood, with many celebrities publicly taking sides. Here the comment is, and he wrote his own intro, Heisman Trophy winner and star of Naked Gun, O.J. Simpson. Now world, wow! It's always good to hear applause for OJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, OJ. So, whose side are you on, Chris Rock or Will Smith? Oh, now, Michael, you know me. I hate conflict. No. <laughs> they both seem like good guys, but honestly, I ain't even understand Chris Rock's joke. I mean, what the hell is GIJ? Oh, it's just a movie from the nineties. The nineties. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember nothing from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that whole decade is my N-word. <laughs> Anywho, uh, in my humble opinion, Will Smith may be overreacted by slapping Chris Rock. I mean, Will, I don't want to say that you got rage issues, but hey, if the glove fits. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Okay, so you're on Chris Rock's side. Uh, now, well, I ain't say all of that, Michael. I mean, Chris ain't exactly innocent neither. Nobody likes to be made fun of. I mean, you might be too young to remember, but people used to make a lot of mean jokes about me. Really? About what? All kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes jokes can go too far, especially when it's about a man's family. Because like Will Smith said in his speech, love will make you do crazy things, allegedly. (laughs) Crazy. 
So you're on Will Smith's side. I already said I'm not on anybody's side, Michael. Don't you be accusing me again, right? All right, all right. I ain't accusing you, man. All right. Sorry. Might have lost it a little bit there. <laughs> just, you know, whenever people accuse me of stuff, it makes me just wanna. Anywho, uh, I just wanna give them brothers some advice, you know? Whenever you feel anger bubbling up inside, instead of reacting, just do what I do. Take a nice long drive. Or maybe let a friend drive you around so you can lay down in the back and call the news stations. You know, OJ, some people are saying the Academy should take away Will Smith's trophy. You ain't taking my trophies away! Relax, man. Calm down. about that, my girl. Hey, can I make a big confession that's been a long time coming? Yes, please. I ain't watched them Oscars. I'm just saying, man. We just got that. I might just I'm Colin Jones. Good night. There you go. <laughs> That's it. You know. So hey, take uh, OJ's advice. You know, calm down. You know, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the world is a crazy place. And what are we going to do about it? Yeah, you know, we're going to make the best of it. We're going to live the best life we possibly can. And don't let anything get you down. You know, just uh, things are never as bad as we think they are. And they're never as good as we think they are. And they're never going to. We worry about a lot of things that 90, probably 8% of the things we worry about never ever take place anyway. So give yourself a break. Don't worry about everything. You know, life's going to work out. Better days are ahead, honestly, because uh, things are getting, I mean, things are going could get a little bit worse, but eventually it's going to work itself out. I really do believe that, you know, and you have to, you have to be positive. You got to have an, out, an optimistic outlook as much as you can. So with that, I appreciate uh, you tuning in every week. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. And if you haven't read my book, go ahead and order it. You can get the, the, the ebook immediately. And the, uh, the official paperback will be coming out on the 11th, which is about a week and a half away from now. And uh, please, if you haven't ordered that, pre-order that. Get that. I think you'll like the book. It's a good, easy read. I think it's got some interesting stuff. You get a little behind-the-scenes, true crime type of uh, information. You learn some stuff about detective deception. You hear a few good stories. Some of them funny. Some of them just make you sort of scratch your head and say, huh, and think a little bit. I think you'll like the book. It's good for people that uh, end up doing a lot of uh, interviewing and talking to people in their daily life. So please uh, reach out and take a look at it. I'll put the links on the uh, show notes. You can buy it at book baby or at Amazon or Barnes and Noble or books a million, wherever you buy books online. And with that, I will see you guys next week. <laughs>